Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Thank you for having another listen, guys. Just before we get into the show, just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products in lunchrooms, reception desks, and they are in more than 25,000 workplaces in Australia. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price, and as the largest direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power, and without the overheads of a shop front, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, if you want to take a look at this, the link will be below in the description, but guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Yes, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lane's Podcast. Do appreciate you guys as always having a listen. I do appreciate you guys with all the shares that you guys have been doing. You guys know who you are. It does go a long way. It is building this up a lot and a lot. If we look at the past couple of months, been about 40, 50 new followers, guys. So I do appreciate it. Slowly but surely, we're getting to a goal of 100. But guys, today's episode, back into the basketball swing of things just before we get into that NRL grindy. Guys, a lot of new storylines that are going to be in the NBA. There's a couple of storylines I find super interesting at the moment. So without further ado, guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, guys, we're back for another episode. Just the way this one's going to work, pretty simple. I'm just going to go off some storylines that I find super interesting that's going to happen in the NBA this upcoming season. There's so many different ones, and just with Media Day going just recently. It's just, you know, got me in that juice of, you know, NBA's coming back. We're really starting to get into training camp and, you know, we're going to see some preseason games in the coming weeks. And I love that. That's some of the best stuff ever. So guys, one of my first storylines and one of the most interesting ones, because I just not too sure what's going to happen, but the people that aren't vaccinated, the 10%, because NBA's come out and said 90% is vaccinated, which is for the NBA. That's great because at the end of the day, you kind of need to be vaccinated because they're moving from city to city. You know, they, they, they could be going, you know, two cities in, in in a week, you know. So it's very interesting to see some of these players come out and say they don't want to get vaccinated. Like, you look at a, you know, a, a massive player that doesn't want to get vaccinated, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's come out. He said, I don't want to get vaccinated. I have personal beliefs in this and that. Absolutely fair. That's your opinion, and that's what you want to do. But he won't be able to play half of the games in the NBA. Now, when push comes to shove, I think Kyrie doesn't really give a fuck. I think he won't play, and he doesn't care. And that's how, like, strong his beliefs are. He doesn't care if he's going to miss these games. Like, in, and when I say that, he does care, but then ultimately, he doesn't. He doesn't think that's a priority over his beliefs. And I think that's that, that's a true testament to a person. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, if he doesn't want to play, he what's he going to do? Is he going to retire? Is he not going to play anymore? Like this is this is this is outrageous. You know, you've got another player like Andrew Wiggins, Josh Richardson on top of my head. What the what are they going to do? Like if if they can't play games. And you're and you're a GM and you're a fan of that team. What's the point in having you on your team if you can't play? You just you're basically throwing away money down the drain. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people are going to get the shits with it. And I just think if I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan and I say Kyrie can't play half of the games, fuck that, fuck that at all. No way do I want him playing. I'd rather have someone like a Ben Simmons on my team than have Kyrie Irving because at least I know if Ben Simmons is on my team, you know, no matter what he's doing and whatever bullshit's going on with him at the moment. If he went to Brooklyn, I bet you he'd fucking play for him. I bet you he'd play for Brooklyn Nets. And at the end of the day, if he's not going to play, trade him. Like Brooklyn, trade him if he's not going to play. And I and I know they're not going to do that because him and K, KD and James have a really close bond and a, and a, and a friendship. So that's not going to happen. But at the end of the day, like, fuck, man, what are you going to do? Like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't get, like, it, this is your livelihood, your your career of NBA 
the max is like 20 years you can have, and then you've got the rest of your life. Like, I think Kyrie financially, he'll be sweet. Like, he'll be all right. But, like, it's just these players, they're not going to get vaccinated. Like, they're not going to play. And I'm just not too sure what's going to happen there, and I don't know what the NBA is going to do. Push comes to shove, they're just going to say, all right, do your own thing. But I think for a, from a team professional standpoint, it wouldn't shock me to say if some of these players get traded that aren't vaccinated. And a lot of these players' contract, you know, they might just get bought out. So that's an interesting storyline because for me, if, if Kyrie doesn't play, they're still contenders. But I don't know. Like, we, I still think they'd probably get through to the finals, which is crazy to say. One of their best three players, like, they're that stacked. But would you look to trade him? Would you look, all right, all right, Philadelphia, you, you want to trade Ben Simmons? We'll give you Kyrie for him. And that's damaged goods, and I don't, I don't know if Dalmore would do it, but fuck. You got Ben Simmons on that team. I think he fits perfectly just because now you've got him. He's just a facilitator now. Facilitator for KD and Harden. And now they're your two main dogs. Like, just go out and score. Get your buckets. Get your buckets. And then you've got Ben. You can probably play him at the 4-5, really. You know, you can have him. You can have, like, a Blake Griffin, Lamar Soldridge partnering, Paul Millsap. Jeez, I don't know. If I'm Brooklyn, I might be giving a phone call up to, to Philly and say, look, we'll give you Kyrie for, B, for Ben. Don't think it will happen, but that's another hero there. One of the other interesting storylines I did see was the Western Conference in general. Like, I just think it's such an open race right now, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, the Lakers, this, that." I don't think it's, I don't think it's the Lakers, and then, a, and then you know, the rest of the teams. I think the Lakers are in that little that little rat race at the moment, just because I haven't seen how they play. And I think you know, there's teams that I think are going to be at their neck. Utah are going to be really good. Phoenix are going to be really good. We all know what I think about Golden State. Now, there could be reports that Jay, that Clay could not come back till January, so that might hurt them. But I still think that in the pointy end of the season, Golden State, if fully healthy with the team they got, will be probably in the Western Conference Finals. And the fact that they added Avery Bradley for me, oh, howdy doody. That is so great for them. Lakers, biggest mistake you did a free agency, if you ask me, not getting Avery Bradley. We saw the fit that he had when he was with you guys. Why wouldn't you sign him? I think yes, he signed to a minimum. Like he had to, he had to, he had to work out for the Warriors to sign him in the first place, which I just think is ludicrous. If you ask me, a player like Avery Bradley, he's that good. So I think that's a great pick up the Warriors. But the West in general, it's open. You know, like teams like Memphis. You know, can they take a step up? And if Jar goes into this, you know, goes into this aura where he could be an MVP candidate or it could be an All Star candidate. You know, I'm not too sure what they can be. I think they can be definite in the top six. And then you've got the, the, the person who I think is going to get MVP, and I think everybody's probably had him at the moment, meantime getting MVP, and that's Luka Doncic. You know, Dallas, what are they going to do? And I saw Chris Stapps. I saw him some, in some media day photos. He's looking big, man. He's looking strong. He's looking fit. And I think that the report came out that he wanted to have a trade. He didn't want to be in Dallas, but then he saw Jay Kidd come, and I think he realized that Jay Kidd might be a player's coach. Not too sure at the moment what that's going to be like, but I think he, he saw that there's a bit of a change. Obviously, he didn't like Rick Carlisle as a coach. That's probably a fact. And Rick Carlisle has had a bit of tension between star players. And back when they had Rondo, you know, him and Rondo didn't get along at all. And basically, Rondo gave up on that team. You can kind of see it. So I think Dallas, what can they be like? There's so many teams in this Western Conference that I think it's so interesting, man. Like Denver, haven't even talked about Denver. You know, Denver can be nice, you know, if they get Jamal Murray back. You know, they have Aaron Gordon. They have a solid five, you know, a solid starting five in Jamal you got Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., and you probably have Aaron Gordon, and then you got Nikola, the reigning MVP. That's a good five there. Austin Rivers comes off your bench. Campazzo, Monte Morris, you know, Jermichael Green, Jeff Green. You know, that's a good 10 right there. So I think they're fucking stacked too. So I'm just, I'm interested to see the Western Conference. I couldn't tell you who who falls where. 
I would still say right now, I don't think the Lakers will get the first seed because just because they just want to be, you know, the main, they just want to be in the top two. So I reckon they'll probably finish something between one or two. I don't think they'll finish first. I think a Jazz or a Phoenix might get that first seed. I can see them definitely getting that seed. But yeah, the West for me, just in general, massive open. Massive open in the West. There's Anyone can get out of that if you ask me. And I wouldn't be shocked if either team gets through. Now, moving on to the East, we can talk a little bit about the East and how open they are. I don't think it's that open. I think it's Brooklyn and a significant gap. But at the moment, who's that second best team in the in the East? I'd say Milwaukee. So everybody's pretty happy with that, the first two. But who's the third best team? Now, for me, my opinion is Miami. Miami Heat, I love them. I think that they get, that they're the only team that can knock off Brooklyn in a series. I don't think any other team in the East can knock them off. Even though Milwaukee might be better than them, I just don't think Milwaukee has enough juice to beat a, a Brooklyn Nets. But I think Miami, they have a lot of players that will just go out and, and hassle and be, and be pests. You know, Kyle Lowry, it's one of the most underrated signings the Miami Heat have had in years. And even though he's a, he's a marquee signing, he's still underrated. He's going to fit so well with that team. Like, I didn't know if you guys saw on the Lanes Media, I put a little post up about Kyle Lowry in the Heat. I love it. I love what they're going to do there. I love how good that's going to be. So for me, that 13 in, in, the, in the East, it's it's definitely the Miami Heat for me. And then we look at it, we also look at the Ben, Sam- ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons situation. Is this man going to get traded or is he just not going to play? Like, Fuck, man, you're Philly, trade him. Trade him anywhere. Trade him anywhere you can get the best value for. I don't care. Like, he's come out and he's basically bashed your, 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 not your, your club. Dude, don't even, don't even think about trading. Trade him to somewhere he doesn't want to go. And if you can get, and if that's somewhere where you can get a good return, do it. Who cares? At the end of the day, if he wants to sulk and do all this bullshit, and I don't, I, look, I don't know what's going on because I don't live in Philadelphia. I'm not in the net, in, in, you know, the thick of it. But fuck, from just a fan's perspective, it looks pretty childish. It looks pretty childish. And I don't care what anything you know has to be said. I just don't understand how a professional player can come to this. Now I don't mind Ben Simmons, but I'm not I'm not growing on him more. I'm I'm more I'm more in in that place where I'm less I have less respect for him as this goes longer and longer. Especially when he's just saying shit like oh me and Joel have run its course. Motherfucker, Joel Embiid is better than you, and it is not even a question. And the fact of the matter is, you don't fit with him. Any other player, you put James Harden, he fits. KD fits. You don't fit because you cannot shoot the ball. Soldi here, the host of this show, can shoot better than you, and that's the that's a problem. Because you know, I'm I'm just I'm just a I'm just playing local comp for goodness sakes. You know, yeah yeah. Let's be honest here. I I was an ex ABA player. That's a fact. And my local sex person Kellyville doesn't like that. Doesn't like me saying that. Castle, sorry, doesn't like me saying that. But at the end of the day, that's what I am. I'm an ex ABA player. I'm basically the Paul Kent of Lane's Media. I've played one game, which doesn't really mean anything, you know. So at the end of the day, if I could shoot better than him, that's a problem. And I would have my confidence and my abilities and shooting better than Ben Simmons. I've seen him shoot in in person. It is an ugly jump shot. It is a corkscrew shot. So I'm going on a tangent there, Ben Simmons. But yeah. When is he going to get traded and where? That's an interesting tidbit. Also for me, if Washington goes bad to start with, is it time for Bradley Bill to request a trade? Is it time for him to say, you know what? I'm going to wipe my hands clean here, all right? And I'm going to go. I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of here. Because at the end of the day, I don't care who you are. If you're a star like that, you want to win championships, and there's no chance in hell, I don't care what you think if you're a Washington fan. I don't I don't care. They are not even close to winning the championship. They're probably the closest they are. I reckon 
is probably getting to an eighth seed. And that that's not a good thing. Now, I could be wrong, but I just don't think that they're going to be as good as what as good as what I what you know some people have. There's some people have you know six seed. I think six seeds are reach at the moment. So I need to see Bradley Beal get out of there now. Trade destinations. I'd like to see him go. Boston. Boston's the main place I want to see him go because I think him and him and Jason Tatum they get along to start with. So that's one fit there. And Brad Stevens, he 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 can he can finagle a trade. You know, he he got off Kemba Walker's salary. Now he did have to give get back Al Horford, but Al Horford's a better fit. So I think the win, that's a win there for Boston. And for me, I think that I'm or Im Yudoka, whatever I'm not too sure how you pronounce it off the top of my head, but I'm Yudoka. All directions and all 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 fingers point toward he's going to be a good coach and he's going to be a player's coach. And he was at San Antonio, he mastered his trade there, and then he went to Philadelphia. And they're, and they're two clubs that have been successful in the past years. You know, you look at San Antonio, they're basically the Melbourne Storm of the NRL. Not as much anymore, but they're so consistent. Their title window for a long, long time, from 1998 to basically 2016, 2014, 2017, was open, right? So that's about 20 years there. So they know how to win. Philadelphia, first seed last season. So it's going to be interesting to see how he gets. I think he's going to be really, really good. Obviously, another place that would be good for him to go, Bradley Bill, the Clippers. Now, I'm not too sure how they could do it, and I definitely think that they would. But in saying that, where would he play? You're going to have three wings there. It wouldn't be basketball-wise the best fit, but I don't. I wouldn't shock me if Steve Ballmer and, and co there want to get another third star because you look over, you know, basically not even across, across the park, across the road. You look, you know, 20 meters away, and you see LA Lakers, and you know they and they have three stars, and they have Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, you know, all ex all stars, and they need to get another piece. And Kyra, and Kawhi being out, that's a massive factor. But that's another that's another place he could go. Another place he can go also Dallas. I'd love to see him in Dallas. I think Dallas is one of the perfect fits for him in general. Basketball wise, it makes so much sense if you ask me. He's going to be an absolute threat there. If they can pair him up with Luca and Kristaps, I think Kristaps is going to be obviously the third fiddle. But if Kristaps just puts his pride aside and just plays his game, fuck, he could be damaging too. And that could be a team that, you know, I reckon if you have that, that, that team definitely makes a second round for me. Obviously, they'd be pretty thin, you know, just on all positions in general. But you only need about eight, nine players to win a championship, especially when you're going into the playoffs. So that's something I would look at. You know, another interesting storyline for me is... What what is the next team to come out of that tank period and be like a team that's going to jump? Now, for me, it was Phoenix last year, and I don't think a team's going to be a jump like that. Go from not even making the playoffs the season before to making the finals and being you know possibly two games away from winning the championship. I don't think that's a thing, but I just think who's going to be that? And there's a couple of teams I think that can definitely be in that contention. I think Memphis has a definite shot at doing it. And for me, I wasn't super high on Memphis once Once I saw them. You know, when, when I saw John Murray, I said, yeah, he's going to be a very good player. And I get that. But I just didn't really know what they're going to be like. I thought they were a pretty thin team. But I do have to give credit to Taylor Jenkins as a coach. And as a coach, he's done a great job. And I think they're a really interesting team. If they can take that jump, mate, I think their window can be open for a long, long time. I see them, you know, especially with Jar, if he gets a bit bigger and stronger, I think there's, you know, just potential for him to be an absolute superstar in this league. Player comp for me would be a Russell, Russell, not Russell, Russell Westbrook for me. 
I just think that he has that, you know, intensity, that ferocity. He's able to be super-duper athletic. He's also really good at getting assists. Much better vision than what people anticipate. If you don't know, go and watch. Honestly, go and watch it because it's so interesting for me, just in general. But obviously, I'm a basketball nerd. I love watching, you know, assists, breakdowns of plays, this and that. But go watch him. Just, just, just look up John Morant assists. Very good at getting assists. Very good vision. That's a team that could, you know, make that jump. I just don't know at the top of my head. You know, there's another couple of teams in a couple of years that could make that jump. I think Detroit will be one. I think what they're building is really, really nice. Uh, another team off the top of my head, because I, I, I just wanted to talk about Memphis there for, for, for me, but, you know, another team that, you know, hasn't been in that little, that mold, it's hard. Because at the end of the day, you look at it, there's not a lot of teams that can go from into the first round to, not like, not even into the playoffs, right? To going from playoffs, all right, we're going to make the finals. Like, there's not a lot of people that can do that, and there's not a lot of clubs that can do that. And I think Phoenix getting Chris Paul, that was just the icing on the cake. I definitely think they would have made the playoffs without Chris Paul, but having Chris Paul, they definitely had that contention. Now, because you look at their team in the bubble, you know they had a really solid team and a lot of veteran presence there. But yeah, another team off the top of my head that could possibly make that that jump, and I can tell you one team. It's not going to be Philadelphia. That's 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 a, that's a gimme. But a team. I'll go in the East. Can Atlanta build off this, or is it just a, was it just a a luck of the nature, or because you know Ben Simmons can't shoot a, a fucking basketball? Was that they got into the conference finals? Can they be the team in the East that makes that jump? Now, for me, they have a decision to make between their wings. What do they rather? DeAndre Hunter, who fits their system really well, Cam Reddish, who has a lot of upside. And Kevin Herter, who's just an absolute shooter, and you can be a kiddies Stephen Clay combination shooting wise. Now that for me, that's a question. I, if you had to pick, then you've got Bogdan Bogdanovic, who I think you don't you don't touch because he suits that system really. That, he suits that system really really well. For me, I'm trading probably either DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish. Now I need to see what Cam Reddish is at the start of the season. Because at the end of the day, I didn't watch a lot of Atlanta before they made the playoffs. I watched a little bit. Sometimes if they were on TV, you know, on NBA Friday or Wednesday, I'd watch them. But I wasn't, you know, a team to go out there. I didn't expect what they were going to do. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. But they started slow and they fired their coach. And I thought, yep, it's over. No good this season. But obviously, they proved a lot of people wrong. Now, my my opinion is, what, what can they do? Now, I think that they can definitely improve. And I think that they could be a team like Utah. They can go out and get a lot of wins and, like, basically be... What Milwaukee was the start when they got Chris Middleton, when he started to get be that first all-star, you know, get that first seed, be a really, really strong team in the regular season, but kind of fade in that playoffs. Now, I still think when Brooklyn's healthy, that is a kiddie's first team. They get that seed without basically even knowing it because they're just that good. But I think Atlanta could definitely, you know, compete for that first seed. I definitely don't think Milwaukee will get it just based on the fact that they definitely can get it, but I just don't think they will because they're, they're going to be looking at... We're in the market to win championships, not to get the first seed. And at the end of the day, they know how to win now. And they don't really care about getting that first seed. And I agree with that. I definitely agree. But yeah, I'm just, I'm interested to see what Atlanta can do. Because if they can, if they can build and they make the decision on their wings, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Sky's a definite limit. And you know, you've got Trey on money. You've got John Collins on money. You've got Bogdan on money and Danilo. You can move Danilo and Bogdan, even though I wouldn't move either of them at this moment because I think they're really good veterans and they're good veteran presence for that locker room. But I just think, you know, that there's definite opportunities for Atlanta. So I'm not too sure what they'll do. You know, another another really cool, interesting storyline. It's obviously the Rookie of the Year race. And I think it's a two-horse two race right now, not two-legged. Uh, what's doing there? What's canoeing, as the local sex pest from Pitian says? But, yeah, no. 
what's going to happen there with, you know, Cade and Jalen. It's a definite race that a lot of people are going to be interested in. If it was me, I had to choose one, gun to my head. I'm putting fat on Cade. I just think Cade's going to have a real good opportunity there, kind of like what Luka Doncic did. He's going to get a decent amount of points, but he's going to get a decent amount of assists, rebounds. You know, he's going to do everything. With Jalen, I think he's probably going to get a 20 points, you know, possibly 20 points per game, but he's probably going to have two, three assists, two, three rebounds. And I think... You know, as a as a voter, you'd rather for me, I'd rather you know my player get sixteen points, but eight rebounds, eight assists, because those eight assists count more than twenty points. You know, eight assists is sixteen points. Then if he scored fifteen points, that's thirty thirty one points right there. You know, so that's how you know you can affect a game and influence a game. So I definitely think that rookie race is really really interesting. And then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put one more storyline out there. What is what is the and this is, this is a different one, you know, what is the NBA going to look like if these 10% don't get vaccinated? You know, will there be players that, you know, don't play? And that that's an interesting thing. And what will, da- what will uh, not David Stern, what will Adam Silver do? Will he say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't play? Because I saw they came out and said, you don't have to be vaccinated. But if they're not going to play, they're going to lose money. Like, Brooklyn will lose money. And if Brooklyn don't make the finals again this season because Kyrie doesn't want to play, that can have major implications on Brooklyn. That can have major implications on the NBA because I don't care what anyone says. The NBA, and if you're a fan, basically, you want to see the best two teams play in the finals. And right now, right now for me, the best two teams are the Nets and the Lakers. It makes perfect sense, and they're going to basically, possibly, if all goes to well, have a matchup in the NBA. And if Kyrie doesn't play, it is just an advantage to the Lakers in the ultimate sense and I just think that the Lakers would be, would get over the hump. I think that they would get over the hump. And, you know, I'd probably rather see Brooklyn win, to be quite honest with you. But I just think that's a thing. And it's going to be interesting to see what Adam Silver does. Another one I want to talk about, and I wasn't going to have done one more, because I kind of like where this was headed. But All-Stars, you know, can, can Steph Curry become, sorry, not All-Star, MVP. Can Steph Curry be an MVP this season? Now, that is a smoky for me because the way I look at it, they're a much better team than they are last season. Clay's going to come back at a time just before All-Star break. If he gets, if he's half of what Clay is, that's an all-NBA all defender and a shooter, right? It's going to elevate their team. They're going to get a lot of wins, if you ask me. They're going to get a lot of confidence. They're going to build up and up and up. Can he be a smoky MVP? Now, if you ask me, I think if Luka doesn't get it, I think Devin Booker's a real high chance. I think, oh, obviously, Luka Doncic, right? So we've got two there. But I think Steph Curry, mate, I think he is special. He's a special. You put some fat on him, put 20 bucks on him right now. See what he is. He'd be up there, but geez, I think if you, you know, you get him for over three, four dollars, put 20 bucks on that. 20 bucks on that, and then you go out, you can go get yourself, you know, a nice Zinger box. You know, or, or you can go treat yourself. You can go get yourself, you know, a nice nice lobster. You know, you never know that. Whatever you want to get. Or you can go get yourself a case of stone and wood. You know, everybody knows. If, salt, if, if people know who Salty is, Salty doesn't mind stone and wood on a summer's day. That goes down a treat. The best beer in Australia right now, if you ask me, stone and wood. And I'm looking forward to that day where I can polish off a stone and wood on a sunset. I don't know where it will be and when it will be, but that's a day I'm looking forward to. But guys... They're my hot takes. They're my, they're my storylines. Just some interesting ones. If you guys have any interesting ones, 
make sure you, you let me know. And I could possibly do, you know, a Q&A, the interesting NBA storylines you want me to talk about, you want my opinion about, I'll definitely give them to you. I'm probably going to run a Q&A, if not at the end of this week, next week. So guys, look out for that because I'm probably going to do just an NBA one because I think it's really starting to pick up again. And that media day has got me going again. And then look out also for a grand final review. Hopefully I can get the hot intern back. A lot of people do love Coach Chrissy. He is a very good character in the show. He is basically the intern of this show. But guys, look out for that one. Hopefully we'll be singing this song after that Sunday night. What is it? You gotta you gotta manifest it. You gotta you gotta put it you gotta put it in, in into reality to make it happen. You know, I just I wanted the win so bad. But guys, that's today's episode. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, guys. It does go a long, long way. It does help me. I'm getting more and more subscribers by the day. It's really, really good to see. Guys, thank you for listening. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.